0: Yeah, that is absolutely heaven on earth you're looking at right there. We're here live at the French Lick Resort. This is the Pete Dye course. And the video that you're watching, folks, that's not a lake. That's not a body of water that you're looking at. Those are clouds. That's how high up we are. We're going to go into all the details of this very, very special place because rare is the opportunity to be at a golf course of this international renown and stature. Pete and Alice Dye were the architects behind this, and Pete put together a course here that is incredibly special. And the story of how he did it is as much a Pete Dye story as you'll ever hear <laughs> as well welcome one and all matt adams here with you dominic scarano is with me on this trip we're happy to say we have some of the fans of the show in tow and we were able to bring them at this time of year in the spring to a place like this in indiana and i can tell you it's been gorgeous if you have any reticence of of traveling in the spring, I would strongly recommend doing it because we're watching the the flowers and the trees start to bloom. The conditions are absolutely perfect, so perfect that this golf course will be hosting a major collegiate championship coming up in just a few days after. So we have to make sure we fill up all of our divots. Uh, Yesterday, of course, was the conclusion on the PGA Tour of the Zurich Classic. And in many ways, it was an affirmation, if you will, of the fact that Xander Shoffley and Patrick Cantlay are really good when they partner together, and they did it again, a two-shot victory when it was all said and done. Earl Forsey and Dennis Paulson were anchoring the coverage for PGA Tour Radio, which you can hear on the PGA Tour app. You can hear it on PGATour.com, or if you subscribe to the National Satellite Service, SiriusXM. And, gents, a unique event on the PGA Tour, but it wasn't so unique with who the winners actually were.
1: Well, Matt, thanks. Team golf, always a fun week in New Orleans now. Fifth year of the team competition. Two-man teams at the Zura Classic of New Orleans. Dennis Paulson was alongside all week. And, DP, we have seen this team, Patrick Cantley's Xander Shoffley, play well before President's Cup and Ryder's Cup. They may have not played any better golf than they did in winning this year in New Orleans.
2: No, we mentioned the fact, Earl, that I think the thing that really – the friendship aspect of it. These guys have grown close to each other, getting be, getting to be paired together in the Ryder Cup and President's Cup, and they've played very well in this team format. And I think, you know, the the teams that have played well here in this format, we heard it also in the team that finished second with um, Billy Horschel and Sam Burns. They really do like each other, even though they're bitter rivals in the college world, being an LSU Tiger and a and a Gator. But uh, there's something to that. There is something about that chemistry. You don't play with somebody. You play for somebody. And this was a pretty dominant win. I know it looks like two shots, but, uh, you know, this was wire to wire. These guys played some great golf this week with a record score.
1: Yeah, 59's 59. Even when you're playing as a team, that's the way they start the week, and they go wire to wire. Why are those two, Cantley and Shoffley, so good together playing team golf?
2: Well, I just think – in this format too, especially you know, they do make birdies a lot. But the big thing is they play so similar golf. Um, they're both good putters. They're both good chippers. They're good iron players. They're great drivers of the golf ball. They they control their golf ball. And I don't think that anyone gets too concerned with the other one. And I think the biggest element is that they're pretty good putters, but they're really good inside four or five feet. So one guy doesn't have to be tentative for the other guy when you're making putts. And I think I saw Patrick Cantlay put more aggressively this week than I've ever seen him putt because he knew that his partner, Xander, if he missed it, was going to make that three, four, five footer for him.
1: And this goes back. We talked about the pairing of those two, the friendship they developed by playing on the President's Cup team, the U.S. team, uh, the long travel to Australia. Um, Patrick Cantlay said he's one of his best friends now. And the chemistry, I guess, is what I'm getting to here, Dennis. Mm-hmm. This is what. The U.S. side has been looking – this is an example of what they've been looking for in team competitions, whether it's this week or President's Cup, Ryder Cup, for the young players. And Cantley and Shafley certainly have, have found that kind of chemistry, that mojo together.
2: Yeah, we've got some young kids that are playing on this team now with, you know, Jordan Spieth and you've got uh, Justin Thomas and now Scotty Scheffler playing so well. You've got chemistry with those guys too growing up playing together. You put together two or three more teams and it's going to be a really tough battle, not only for the internationals, but also the European squads moving forward because there is a big influx of youth. And the the guys that have been playing and been solid players for the United States, they're now starting to captain and co-captain this team. And we need the young kids to step up. And not only are they stepping up in their golf, but they're stepping up together in that friendship thing. And I think they'll play well together.
1: Yeah, it was a fun week, uh, Matt, in the big Easy, and Xander and Patrick Cantley. That team made it look pretty easy at times, shooting 59 to start the week. They go wire to wire to win the Zurich Classic of New Orleans.
0: And Dennis uh, mentioned it, Earl, as well. When you talk about these guys partnering, given the fact that it is the President's Cup year this year, and when you talk about even in the context of a Ryder Cup, Could this be the American Ali team moving forward? It seems as though they have that kind of chemistry. Now, after they addressed the media following their victory, they were asked questions about how it's all settling in, how they played this week, how they developed this type of relationship, what it relates to in terms of ball striking and confidence heading into the second major championship of the season in the men's side of the game coming up in May at the PGA Championship. Here they are addressing the press.
3: Yeah, it was a great week. Um, You know, Second time we played this event, and we were looking forward to it since last year. Um, We really always enjoy being with each other, both on and off the golf course, and we both played exceptional this week and had a great time doing it.
4: We've had a ton of fun uh, off the course as well as on, and um, it's just been, I was personally, and I think Pat was as well, looking forward to coming back, and we've done so many team things together that
3: we just knew we're capable of doing better than last year, so uh, pretty happy with, with the turnout this week. I thought we both putted really well this week. We made a lot of those mid-range putts and kept the momentum going, uh, especially in best ball. It feel, felt like whoever had, you know, the putt for birdie on that hole, especially if it was a makeable putt, we tended to make it. And uh, you know, this week, especially playing best ball two days, making putts is huge.
4: Uh, yeah, I have to agree. Um, obviously, there's not much to take out of alternate shot, but what Pat said in best ball was, was is very much true. You know, I, I feel like we didn't really putt super well or very well last year um and we did make a lot of those kind of knee knockers um some for par and ultimate shot but mainly for birdie and best ball it really wasn't um pat had an unbelievable shot into seven uh it's one of those shots you kind of see on coverage and you're like i don't even know how that ball got there so it was a pretty thing to see live uh from my angle from the fairway uh so i was happy to sort of clean that clean it up for him since he hit such a great shot in there and then um Uh, Yeah, I I feel like those bogeys are pretty much my fault, you know, put them in bad spots on nine and ten with an eight iron and a wedge in hand. So, Pat is is really good at staying calm and staying present. That helped me stay calm and stay present. So, um, we weren't really too worried about where everyone else was at, just trying to focus on what we do best.
3: We played together in college around, uh, so we knew each other and then uh, really bonded at President's Cup. Uh, Fred Couples, uh, you know, he's, amazing as a captain um especially um you know that week and so him and tiger basically decided that they were going to put us together and through all our time and playing well and enjoying hanging out with each other uh we just became fast friends
4: yeah that's i I don't know it's not a very complex answer um if you want one you can probably get one from pat at some point today but um it pretty much started there you know i think uh freddie and tiger saw sort of our games and matching and sort of how we carry ourselves in, in that matching. So um, no real surprise that we get along so well um, ever since. Yeah, I mean, usually when you spend a lot of time with someone, um, you sort of maybe stop liking them as much. And so Pat and I, have, we spent several hours playing cards. Um, kicked my ass, unfortunately. You know, I got lucky on the ride over, and then his autopilot's much better than mine on the way home and I am stubborn, and I didn't want to quit, and that was a huge mistake, so we spent a lot of time there, and yeah, we've spent more and more time together, and we we start to get along more and more, so kind of speaks to our friendship in that sense.
3: Yeah, I think we both needed something to look forward to after the year ended, and I know uh, I really enjoy that, especially three weeks in a row in a grueling stretch like that, and it just felt natural. I mean, we're both um, pretty relaxed and low-key, and both West Coast guys grew up in Southern California, and so I think uh, we balance each other out and really uh, complement each other and you know uh, both on and off the golf course we have a great time so it was just really natural is what I you know really wanted to do and look forward to after uh, concluding the season.
4: No we we knew we knew what we had to do we knew that we it was comforting knowing that we had that five shot lead Um, you know the wind's been up all week and can kind of get the best of you if you try and press in certain moments so um, we obviously needed that lead to be comfortable coming down the stretch uh, on that back nine to sort of play, you know, bogey-free golf or just kind of playing for par in a sense. So, um, but no, we, we sort of knew, we didn't need to have a conversation about it. We kind of knew what we needed to do. I remember it. Pat. I don't think Pat really remembers it. He has this uh, uh, ability or strength to go into sort of an autopilot mode where, you know, not much phases him, hence Patty Ice. So... He was kind of in patty ice mode uh, at UCLA when we played, and um, I think he shot 65 and I shot 78, something of that nature. And I sat there and I was like, this guy's a lot better than me at golf. Uh, That's sort of what I thought that time. So it's kind of funny, full circle. Um, Here we are.
3: I think it was 63.
4: Sorry, 63.
3: (laughs) That sounds right, actually.
4: Yeah, I believe you're the number one amateur in the world at that time. Probably. But it was, yeah, he had me down for a seventy-two after the round. He had me in my card, and I was like, "I wish," you know. He just had no clue what I shot. It was—I mean, I, I didn't want to know what I shot either. But um, yeah, it was—it uh, was definitely something for me to work work towards.
3: Oh, but, I mean, that's up to the captains. Yeah. So we'll <laughs> take it one at a time. Um, if you can get DL three on, on the horn, he'll he'll let you know.
0: Shoffler <laughs> and Cantley and Cantley ended up finishing the mark of twenty-nine under par. They ended up having. All said and done, a two-shot victory over Sam Burns and Billy Horschel. But Sam Burns and Billy Horschel got it to within one stroke at one point. Here are Burns and Horschel talking about their performance in the final round.
5: Um, yeah, Billy told me they're on 13, um, so I was I was aware. Not really. I mean, didn't I mean we still need, needed to execute the shots, and um, you know, unfortunately, I hit a pretty good drive on 16, just a couple yards too far left, and. Um, yeah. I mean, I in my head, I you know, the way those boys are playing and knowing this course very well, I, I honestly thought we had to get to 10. I thought somewhere around – if we shot 10, they got to 33. Um, they shot four in this format on Friday. So I wouldn't be shocked if, you know, they did it again. And, and so I felt like 10, 9 gave us a chance, and then anything else, we needed a lot of help. So we played really well in the front. We were right there um, – you know, with six holes left to play, and then we just couldn't make anything happen. And sort of, sort of sucks like that once in a while when you feel good and you're trying to chase down some leaders. And but it, you know, sometimes you just can't make it happen. And and that's what it was for us on the last six holes. Yeah, I mean, I I think if you look at our game, you look at how well we play. You know, our strengths. And I'll tell you what. Uh, I mean, we've been talking about it. I've been talking about it all week, or at least the last two days, and especially today. We've only made one putt outside 18 feet. And that was a putt on number four Sam made uh, for birdie the first day. So really, we didn't. I mean, we putted good, but we didn't put to I, I think what we expect of ourselves. And so that changes a few things. Um, if we make a few of those putts, I'm sure I, I know those boys did behind us. Um, but yeah, this our this team right here. Um, I'm a betting man, and if I could bet on golf and ourselves, obviously we cannot on the PGA Tour. Um, I would put some money on us that we win this event, and and I said it in the next five years or so. So, from where we were, Sam pulled his drive a little bit in and it was coming back. Um, conversation was that it landed above the red line. Well, I saw a ball land and bounce um, from the tee box and everything. You really can't see the red line, and the ball is six inches into the water, so yeah. I mean, if it lands close to the edge, it's going to kick pretty hard in, but if it lands higher up, it's going to kind of. Dribble and take. Dribbling, a, he's going to take so. a couple of bounces. So, from what I thought I saw and not being able to see the red line and where the red line was, I couldn't see below that from the T box when I got up there. So I figured that ball had to land up on top of the red line. And and we asked TV and everything, um, and TV didn't have uh, clear cut evidence. Um, Travis, his caddy, saw the ball bounce. So, you know, I'm one to play it safe, but I was pretty confident that ball landed above the red line. I knew where we stood after number nine. Um, I think we were within a couple of the lead, and then I saw they eagled number seven um, and then took a five shot lead. I'm like, okay, well, you know, this may be too far away now. Um, and so then we buried 10 11. I know we got ourselves close, and then uh, there was the next time I saw the scoreboard was number 13. And so that's when I saw they were at 29, uh, and we were at 28, I think it was. Yeah, they yeah and so I was like, okay, so. Um, I asked if he wanted to know and he's like, you know, I just said we're well, one back and, and which I knew it wouldn't affect him. We just continue to still do our thing of hit quality shots, give ourselves quality looks and we just weren't able to give ourselves closer looks the way we wanted.
0: Definitely a fun finish, and it was fun that it got close on a Sunday. We are broadcasting live today from the beautiful French Lick Resort, and as you can see where I'm sitting with the picture of Pete and Alice Dye behind me, we're at the Pete Dye course. It is absolutely spectacular. When we come back, we're going to get into the details of how and why this French Lick Resort is the place that you want to take your next golfing trip to with the guy that is behind putting all the details together, Brendan Sweeney, a friend of the Fairways of Life show, will join us after these words.
6: At Ben Hogan Golf, we do things differently. We handcraft our clubs to your specifications, and we only sell online so you don't pay retail markup. We make exceptional golf clubs and deliver them directly to your door. Now that's different.
0: Ireland is home to over 400 courses, including a third of the world's natural links and a selection of exceptional championship courses in amazing locations, as well as hosting the prestigious Ryder Cup, Solheim Cup, and the Open. Experience golf like you never have before from Royal Portrush, Royal County Down, Port Marnock, Lahinch, Valley Bunyan, or Cherley. Let yourself be embraced by the culture and history and feel the warmth of the Irish people who will make you feel as though you have not left home, but return to it. For more information, log on to Ireland.com. Hey,
6: Bryson. What up? I was just going through Bristone's new online ball fitting. Pretty sweet, huh? Yeah, very cool. I just got fit to that new Tour BXS I've been playing. Nice. I got
7: fit to the Tour BX. It's a little faster.
6: Hold on. Here's Fred.
7: Hey, guys. Am I doing this
6: right? You've never looked better, Freddy. <laughs> Find your fit at BridgestoneGolf.com.
0: The Fairways of Life show is live weekdays at 8 a.m. Eastern Time and 24-7 On Demand as a digital radio and streaming television show. Download the Fairways of Life app and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Log in to fairwaysoflife.com for more information.
5: Are you an E or a C? Both have Ridgeback. These are loaded with pay. Which one are you gaming? Definitely E for me. It's just
2: so forgiving. I'm definitely an E. C is for checkout. What else? C is for
7: kill it. C is me. Low spinning bombs. So, are you an E or a C?
8: Hmm. I don't know. Hey, wait a minute.
7: Pound for pound, nothing comes close.
2: This is the Wiz. It tracks your swing
1: in real time.
7: Got it. One zero one. Gives
1: you feedback in real time so you feel where you are in your golf swing.
2: Transition, plus 4.2 inches. Length of swing 50.3 inches.
4: The ways that really helped me to keep that consistent swing.
8: Instead of guessing, I get the direct feedback.
2: Transition on plane.
8: That's the mic drop.
1: Welcome to the most listened to golf
6: in the world. The Fairways of Life show. On air, online, and around the world. With the most candid interviews unforgettable stories, taking you beyond the ropes. Here's your host, New York Times best-selling author and Golf Channel's Matt Adams.
0: Welcome to the program, folks. Pleasure to have your company from wherever you are joining us, coast to coast. We are delighted to have your company from this special place. Look at that. This is the French Lick Resort. That's the West Baden Springs Hotel, which is An absolute spectacle. This is French Lick. When you walk inside of this hotel, everything is gilded. It's all been brought back to its former glory, and it is a place where you can find uh, enjoyment and glory of your own because golf is very much a measure of the day here. Uh, Brendan Sweeney is a director of golf media and player development for the French Lick Resort, and he's settling in next to me. And, Brendan, as we look at these incredibly beautiful shots that that are on everyone's television around the country – this is such a special place, but it's got such incredible variety. Good to see you. Good to see you, Matt. Thanks for coming up. Uh, we appreciate everything that you do, and welcome. It's our pleasure to be here. That, that theme of variety that I was just uh, mentioning to you, both in what kind of accommodations you mm-hmm. want, whether you're talking about West Baden, whether you're talking about French Lick, whether you're talking about the new suites in the tower, uh, it, let's even start on that side, if you don't mind. No. There's a little bit of something for everybody, depending on whether you're coming with a group of buddies like like we're here with or whether you're coming with your family.
7: Well, if you, if you look back at the history of French Lick, it, it dates back to 1845. Covered wagons, locomotives, the whole nine bananas. Then at the turn of the century, there are two fires. So two competing towns in French Lick and West Baden. So you have two hotels going up at the same time. A thousand people are working on two different projects at once. So we have the West Baden Springs Hotel, which was the eighth wonder of the world when it was built. A full acre dome. Atrium was the largest freestanding dome until 1901 and 1963 when they built the Astrodome. And then a mile away is the French Lick Springs Hotel, which was originally built in 1845, 460 rooms, rebuilt in 1902. And that offers a a different variety than uh, the the French Lick Hotel. Last year, we opened up the West Baden uh, uh, or the Valley Springs Hotel, which is connected to the casino. We have a casino as well. Uh, and it ties in together, whether you want to be more on the opulent side
0: or the casual side. Well, to to that point, the opulent side, the casual side, that extends to the golf side as well. But But I want before I get to that. I want to pick up on something else that you've mentioned multiple times. I've said it in the title of these different destinations, and the word springs. Yes. How much is, from a historic standpoint, how much were the springs in this area part of its development?
7: Well, if you look back, uh, therapeutic water runs through the limestone of southern Indiana. This is where all the glaciers stopped. Mm -hmm. So if you look at northern Indiana where Purdue University is, it's really flat up there. Everything gets hilly down here. So the, the water comes through the limestone, the springs come about and people use it, you know, actually they bottled water. The first original place, this place bottled water, sent it out, Pluto water. So you have the West Baden, you have Sprudel, who's the God of the Springs, French Lick, you have Pluto, the God of water. So two competing towns, two competing hotels, two competing uh, water companies, basically. Railroads ran through the town and people would come down here and, and use, it, use the water. So the, the term was, if Pluto water doesn't, uh, if Mother Nature doesn't clear you out, Pluto water will. <laughs> So, yeah, but every once in a while, you find old bottles of Pluto
0: water laying around here, and it's pretty neat. This oh, is really historic. Very cool. And, and to that point with, with the history, you can feel it when you're here. They have mm-hmm. lovingly restored much of it, but even when you're driving from one hotel to the other, because we, we had dinner at a sports pub. What's the name of the sports pub we were at? With, with 33 the, Brick Street. 33 Brick Street. No, no, last night. With the, oh, one the Valley. The, yeah, the Valley. The valley next, Tower. next to the Next to the casino. Yep. So when we were driving over there last night, you could see an old steam engine. Yeah. That, the that, Indiana Railroad Museum is right in our parking lot. Oh, it's really yeah. cool. So it's it's all of that stuff is, is a part of kind of taking it all in. Now to the golf. To the golf. Golf has been a part of this place from early on.
7: Since the 1800s, West Baden Springs Hotel had a uh, had a golf course that actually runs up to the back of the Pete Dye golf course here. 1907, Tom Bendelow came in, built the uh, our Valley course, which hmm. is now a nine hole executive course that stretches back to 3,600 yards. Nineteen seventeen, Donald Ross, you know, finished completed his uh, masterpiece. You know, uh, Mr. Taggart, who ran the hotel, went down to Pinehurst, commissioned Donald Ross in nineteen fourteen, and next thing you know, nineteen twenty-four, Walter Hagen wins the PGA Championship here. Two thousand nine, we opened up the Pete Dye course, and that's where we're at today. All right, let's
0: uh, let's talk about the Donald Ross course in yep. a little more detail. It's uh, if if you guys follow the Fairways of Life show, then you're familiar with what I'm about to tell you, and that is this. This is one of my top 10 Donald Ross golf courses anywhere in the world. It is so well done, so incredibly well restored. Yep. And mm-hmm. it brings out, I think, uh, Brendan, what, what, is, what is so ingenious about the designs of Donald Ross, the way he uses the topography. Oh, yeah. So if, if, you're, if you're looking at a hill and you're trying to decide, well, where am I going to put the green, where am I going to put the tee? He'll put the tee in the low area and the green in the high area so it adds to the effective yardage that you have to play. The greens there are spectacular. Uh, the Donald Ross course is also annually ranked as one of the great golf courses yeah. in Indiana.
7: Yeah, we have number one and number two in the state of Indiana ranked annually since uh, for the last 15 years. It's fabulous. And they've got a, got a great team, got a great staff, and they, we, everybody takes pride in what they do around here.
0: And it's cool when you're there. You can see the pictures of the greats that were in that major championship yeah. back in the day, including – As Brendan said, the fact that right there at the course that you're looking at and we're going to be enjoying this week, Walter Hagen is a major champion amongst his 11 major championships that he won. It is simply incredible. i got to ask you, too, about the bar and the Al Capone connection. Absolutely. So we have a a huge Chicago connection, besides me, of course. (laughs)
7: Um, At the bar, we got it from the Chicago Stockyards, and there's an arrow that's carved into the bar. Yeah, Folklore says that Al Capone carved the arrow into the bar. And no one could sit left of that arrow to the door, so his henchmen, you know could pop somebody off and they walk into the so yeah, you
0: couldn't sneak up on him no, too. no it is it's an absolutely beautiful piece of furniture on top of being a place where they're going to dispense uh the libations it, it so the whole experience is really cool it it's I love it as I've told you because it, it gives you the ability to experience Donald Ross. The way that Donald Ross should be experienced because of the age of those courses. Many times they've changed over the years where they've put tee boxes, where they've put uh, bunkers, how they've changed green complexes. This one is authentic as it possibly can be, Uh, whether we're talking about the Donald Ross course or the Pete Dye, which I want to touch on in a second. too, And Dave Harner is going to be joining us just a second. The director of golf operations here to talk specifically about the Pete Dye course. Uh, but for people that are interested in coming here, let's talk about a buddy trip. Let's talk about maybe they want to come in uh, in, in May. Maybe they want to sure. come in June or anytime time through the heart of the season or into the fall. We usually come in the fall, and it's absolutely gorgeous uh, this time of year here. What's the best way for people to do that?
7: Well, obviously through our website. So if you have a group of 8, 10, 12 guys, it's a perfect getaway. You tie in the casino along with golf, tie in with fine dining. Or if you want to do burgers and beers, we can handle that too. Uh, just go to our website. We have different packages for different price uh, price points. And uh, if you come and play the Pete Dye golf course, we offer free replays. You just have to play, pay your caddy.
0: French around uh, Frenchlick.com yep. is the website that you want yeah. to log on to. Frenchlick.com. And that which you're looking at on your television screens, folks, that is exactly where we're going to be playing today. That is the Pete Dye course. I guess the first question I would have for you, Brendan, is when people walk onto, now we have switched over to the, to the Donna Ross course, when people walk onto the Pete Dye course, mm-hmm. what's the first reaction? Oh, my goodness. You can't <laughs> believe how, in any direction, you can see for 40 miles.
7: Christ. So it's it's amazing that what Pete and what Dave Harner and Steve Ferguson saw up here and the vision that they had that this was a forest on top of a hill, on top of the highest peak in Indiana, to put a golf course. You know, they said they couldn't do
0: it, and... Pete laughed it off and did
7: it. So it's it truly impressive. is amazing.
0: Well, that story is one we're going to get into when we come back. Thank you so much for the hospitality, thank you. my friend. It is always a pleasure to see you. You can see we're, we've got a lot of the people that are with us in this trip hanging out here watching the show get underway on this day, and we thank them for being here, but we thank you, as always, for the hospitality.
7: Thank you very much for the opportunity.
0: All right, when we come back, we're going to get into the details and the mystique, if you will, of exactly how where we are sitting was created. And it is an incredible story. We're live from the French Lick Resort. Log on to FrenchLick.com for more information. The Fairways of Life Show is presented by the PGA Tour Superstore, the number one golf retailer in America. And I believe the reason is, is not only because they're big, beautiful stores that are spread out from coast to coast, but because they are staffed by professionals. When you go into one of their stores, they're not trying to sell you a fishing pole or, or camping gear. They're trying to give you something that's going to make your game better so it'll bring you more joy. PGATourSuperstore.com is a great place to get started. Stay with us more as we broadcast live from the French Lick Resort after this. The Fairways of Life show is live weekdays at 8 a.m. Eastern time and 24-7 on demand as a digital radio and streaming television show. Download the Fairways of Life app and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Log in to fairwaysoflife.com for more information.
6: Premium golf equipment doesn't have to be expensive. At Ben Hogan Golf, we design and custom build our clubs and sell them directly to you. And you can try any club for just 25 bucks at benhogangolf.com.
0: Created without the constraints of time or money, PXG Golf Clubs are the most technologically advanced available today. And they are a perfect union of art, science, and engineering. And the PXG experience is unlike any you've had before. After you've been custom fit, your clubs will be built to exacting standards and your exact specs in the USA. So when you hear it, you know, PXG, nobody builds golf clubs the way we do, period. Hey, I'm Matt Adams with the Fairways of Life show. You know, golf was a part of the history of the West Baden Springs and the French Lick Springs hotels from the very beginning. When the two became the French Lick Resort, it was obvious that it would continue to play an integral role in the overall success of the property. The Cook Group, owners of the resort since 2005, wanted to establish their new enterprise as not only a true vacation spot on a historic property, but also a world-class golf destination. To do this, an expansion of the existing golf operation was a must. They decided to engage the legendary architect Pete Dye, arguably the world's top golf architect at the time. Well, the course officially opened in the spring of 2009, and it held its first major PGA event by the summer of 2010. Mike Small was crowned the PNC champion that year. The course has hosted the Senior PGA Championship in 2005. The Senior PGA Champion Colin Montgomery, in fact, called it, quote, one of the iconic courses, end quote, in America, and one that golfers all over the world will want to play. This championship golf course, on one of Indiana's highest elevation points, has narrow, immaculate fairways and rugged, intense terrain. The Pete Dye course has gained national acclaim for its 40-mile panoramic views of the southern Indiana countryside, three man-made lakes, volcano bunkers, and a variety of elevation changes. It's a robust 8,100 yards from the professional tees, punctuated by Dye's signature sting from vista to vista. Would you like to play it from over 8,000 yards? (laughs) That is where we are, and it is absolutely gorgeous. This is the Pete Dye course. We're broadcasting live from the French Lick Resort. Welcome one and all from wherever you're joining us from coast to coast. This is Dave Harner sitting next to me, the Director of Golf Operations here at the French Lick Resort. And, Dave, we were just hearing about a little bit about the origin, and I want to get into that in detail because you were part of it. You were you were there from the, the very start uh, in, in some of the virtues of this golf course. I think the virtues of the golf course – competitively can be underscored by the fact that right now we're in the middle of the big 10 championship here and all the other majors and other championships that you've hosted on these grounds.
8: Yeah. This golf course is uh, the caliber that defends par pretty well. You know, we, uh, we hosted the senior PGA in 2015. I think we had three players, maybe four that finished under par and uh, it stands the test.
0: Yeah. And Monty was the one that came away with the trophy on that one. Okay. Let's get into the details of how, so the first question before I ask you the how was the why. Why did French Lake decide to do all of this?
8: Well, we had the Donald Ross course, uh, you know, west of town. And, and uh, with it being a destination resort, we felt we needed more than one championship golf course to, um, to really attract players and also gamers to the casino, et cetera. So uh, the company set about to find an architect. And, you know, Pete was the last guy to the game uh, by virtue of a call from Alice saying, you know, why haven't you talked to Pete? It's right in his backyard. So uh, Mr. Ferguson, who's our chairman of the board, met with uh, Mr. Dye and uh, he came down for a visit and he we walked the property and he said, there's no way we build a golf course there. It's too severe. And so I called Mr. Ferguson. I said, you know, Pete said, there's no way you build a golf course here. And he said, well, that's funny because he's coming back tomorrow. <laughs> so we walked it again. Pete had an old topo map where he had circled all the highest points on the map and uh, had a red line around the map at the 750 foot level we're about 950 feet above sea level here so 200 feet below us all the trees are gone so every one of those points that you stood on you could see an unrestricted view for 30 40 miles so that's how the how the thing started
2: wow
0: okay so when you were walking the property back in the day i got a couple of different questions first of all uh, let me back up and ask you, where are we sitting right now, this mansion that's at the highest peak of this property? What was this like back in that day?
8: Um, there was a private individual who owned the property and had lived here as a residence, but he had moved out. and You know, the place was sort of sketchy, and uh, we wound up having to buy that back from him to make the clubhouse here. The original building was built in 1929 by the resort owner for his son to come down and spend weekends. Wow. So, um you know, it's, it's got a long history. And as you saw back there um, on the wall, we have a picture of a similar building on Hyannisport right next to the Kennedy compound. A white siding, but the same floor plan, the same look. And, uh, you know, that's uh, that was his favorite floor plan.
0: Very, very cool indeed. And when you're inside of this mansion, just before the, the French doors, the archway, you can see some photographs of what this building looked like when they took possession of it, and it was dramatically in disrepair as compared to the beauty and the grandeur that it possesses now as back in the day. Look where we're sitting um, behind us where you can see the picture of Pete and Alice Dye uh, in this original fireplace. It's, it's really some stunning stuff, and it's well worth uh, checking it out as well. Here's my second question about that day or days as it turned out to be with Pete Dye before he committed and the construction began. When you were walking around the property, you talked about going down 200 feet and not having the trees there, but what was it like where we are right now where most of the golf course is built?
8: Two-thirds, probably maybe even three-quarters of the golf course was wooded. You know, you couldn't really see anything. You couldn't see straight up. And I was amazed by, by Pete's ability to see golf holes in the underbrush and the, the timber and, and all that. Uh, he really um, he had a feel, and he knew what he wanted to do. So um, it was just amazing to watch him talk about holes that you couldn't really see straight up.
0: (laughs) I want to get into that kind of getting into the mind of, of Pete Dye from you, the guy that had a chance to work with him so closely, but I'm curious that you brought him here to see this property because you guys wanted to build a golf course in this, this property, who decided that this would be the spot that a golf course should be built?
8: Well, I think one reason is because the old West Baden Springs hotel actually had a nine hole golf course up here in this area. And then as you know, French Lick, um, is down in a huge valley, and we the the issues with water flooding, etc., prohibited us from using a lot of the property. So uh, we got the highest point we could, and it'll never flood here.
0: <laughs> That's amazing! It's it's incredible. When that first time you met with Pete Dye, and he told you it was impossible to build a golf course here, how deflated were you?
8: Well, not really, because I knew we had others uh, who, <laughs> who thought they could build it. I, I wanted Pete to be the guy quite naturally because of his reputation and the fact that he is a Midwest guy and, and He's an all. Indiana guy too. Well, he is, he is, or was, um, you know, when I found, I, I only had, I was only deflated for about four hours <laughs> because he'd already planned the next visit.
0: Yeah. that, that, that let's get into that part. He must've left here
8: been thinking. How far away did he, did he live? What was his drive? He, he lived about 100 miles. He, he lives on lived on the 18th uh, fairway at Crooked Stick in Indianapolis.
0: Okay, so let's say he had a 90-minute ride, and he's he's in his car, and he's thinking, you know, maybe there is something I can do here. He decides to come back. How different was that second trip? Was that when he started to talk about possible
8: holes? That's the day that he told me that um, he'd build this golf course, whether we wanted him to or not. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I guess we had no choice.
0: And what of the legend that we saw a little piece of in the video clip that we came into this segment with of him drawing the golf course out on a napkin? How did that happen? Where did that happen?
8: This that was after the second walk around. We uh, stopped at a local restaurant for lunch and he pulled the napkin out of the holder and he, he drew the lines and the little circles and all and he threw it over to me and he said there there's your golf course. And I, you know, I put the thing in my car and you know, I drove around with it there for a month probably just laying on my dash then one day i thought my god that's what we get you know that's significant so we framed it and kept it but that, that's the only drawing we really ever had where is it it's over in the golf shop
0: oh we have to, yeah. we'll have to check yeah. that thing yeah, out to see the, of the original of pete Dye. so working with pete Dye, was he just a golfing genius that the ability to do all his courses not just here but everything that he's done
8: pete walked this thing probably I'm going to be conservative and say a hundred times or more. And some days he'd walk it in order and some days he'd start at the green and go backwards. So I, it was really a pet project of his because it was here in Indiana and he didn't really have um, this caliber. I mean, he had some great golf courses in Indiana that were private, Mm -hmm. but I think the fact that this was going to be public was a, a special thing for him.
0: All right. So we now have some of the best golfers in the world playing the golf course as we speak. This golf course, the way that the undulations, the way that it rolls, the sight lines, and I'm not talking about the 40 miles, I'm talking about what you see on the property. When this was covered with trees, it could not have been simply get rid of the trees and it reveals this golf course. There's a tremendous amount of sculpting that has gone on here. What was that like? What scale can you tell us about what happened?
8: Well, Pete, when I ask about it, I'd say, uh, you know, people would say, Pete, how much dirt did you move? And he'd just look at him and say, we moved a lot of dirt. <laughs> but I we estimate somewhere around 3 million yards of dirt. Oh, my gosh. Um, I have to say that sometimes he moved it three or four times <laughs> to get it where he wanted it. But uh, but that's Pete. You know, he's a very visual guy, and and he knew what he wanted, and, and he changed things. I mean, we were under grass on the, the 17th and 18th holes, and he decided that they dog-legged the wrong way. He wanted them the other way. So... Oh my gosh. Even after irrigation and all was there, we went back and, and changed the holes.
0: Holy cow. I asked Brendan Sweeney this in the last segment. I want to ask you the same question. When people come to this golf course for the very first time, ready to tee it up, what's the reaction?
8: I think the reaction starts when you come through the gate and you you drive up the driveway. And If you've been to Whistling Straits and I know you have, it's a lot the same feel. You You don't see the golf course driving in. It just looks like you're driving through a kind of a wilderness, and then you pop up here on the hill and, and you see the view that you first see. It's like, wow, is this Indiana?
0: That's a good question. Yeah. How would you say this golf course plays?
8: Um, if you keep the ball in front of you and you play to the landing areas, it's really uh, a fair golf course. Um, no force carries to speak of, and um, anybody can play it. You know, we have six sets of tees, seven sets of tees, so... I think the key to it is play the right set of tees, one you can hit the fairway with and, and, and go from there.
0: Why does it sound to me like there's a
8: butt in that?: You stray it a little bit. It's, it's, it's a, it can be disaster. You know you're standing there with the ball three feet above you or three feet below you trying to hit your second or third shot, and it, it, makes, it makes it tough, especially if you've been used to, you, know, the northern Indiana, the Northern Ohio, the flatter yeah. lies, this thing will drive you crazy.
0: Have you guys had an event here yet from its full breadth and width, 8,000-plus
8: yards? No. Um, you know, I think the key to the golf course, and Pete said, for God's sakes, don't let them play back there. Um, we, have, we have a few. <laughs> he said, well, you got 18 good nurseries. Um, we have people who want to play it back there. They jump on it, and by the third hole, they've moved up a set. By the fifth hole, they've moved up another set. By the time they turn, they're on the regular tee's. Uh, somebody asked me about the landing area from the back tees, and I, I said, well, for me, the forward tee, <laughs> because it's about 220, 230 from the back tee to the front tee. So you got a pretty small landing area if you're a guy like me.
0: A good example is the is the par-3 right? From the back tees, it's over th- – par-3, it's over 300 yards. Right. And I heard a story, a rumor about Lee Westwood was here for – a, a corporate event where they put a, you know, a professional on all the par threes and they would hit the shot for the amateur groups. And he was hitting from that 300 yard Yeah. Did he hit the green?
8: I wasn't here that day. I was out uh, doing some sort of an assignment off property, but I understood that he hit maybe a dozen or less. Um, he was, he, he talked about him giving him the most difficult, Par three, because Ian Baker Finch, I believe, was here with uh, with uh, Jerry Kelly also. And he had the longest, most difficult par three. He was a young guy. Uh, well, sure, sure. <laughs> so when when I heard that story. Didn't shorten the hole any. <laughs> you
0: know, that's, when, I, when I heard that story, they asked Lee, how many times have you hit the the green today? And at that point when he was asked, he was said, I'm 0 for 11th. It was He was playing from 301 yards, par 3, 16th here at the Pete Dye Golf Course. Now, one of the most important things, a message for all of us to, to grasp, uh, if you go to FrenchLick.com, you can play these wonderful golf courses and stay at this beautiful resort. Uh, that fact alone, David, to have a world-class, number one-ranked golf course that the public can actually play is something very, very unique indeed.
8: Well, when you have two of them on the same piece of property and two Hall of Fame architects, as far as I know, we're the only golf destination with two designers who are in the World Golf Hall of Fame, being Donald Ross and Pete Dye.
0: It's always a pleasure to see you, my friend.
8: Always Um, a pleasure to be seen.
0: I've got one more piece of information that, as I say this in front of the audience that's before us, you may have worked yourself into even more work than what you were planning on. But the last time we were here, and we come here with regularity, as you guys know, that follow the Fairways of Life show, he brought a couple of friends of ours that were on the trip over to shoot baskets at Larry Bird's high school gym. And I've heard rumors that there's a couple of guys that, are, that want to go and do that again with you. Yeah, you, I, hear it's, I
8: hear it's a possibility. That's all we need to know. He's a
0: director of operations. He can make anything happen. David, thank you, my thank friend. Thank you, man. Absolute delight to see you, as always. Folks, don't forget, FrenchLick.com is where you can log on to so that you can see these incredible places. This is a destination. This is a bucket list. You have to see this Pete Dye golf course. I think you have to play the Donna Ross golf course, too, because it's one of my favorites in all of the world. Not just because I think it's one of my favorites, but if you truly want to experience what a Donald Ross golf course is. Look at these views. We're still at the Pete Dye course looking at much of this, and then we'll switch back and forth to the Donna Ross as we get ready to take you into break. It is that special. FrenchLick.com. I know there's some availability in May and June of this summer, but after that, the T-sheet starts to get pretty tight, and whatever type of accommodation that you need or want with your respective group, you'll be able to find it right here. And maybe if you're very, very lucky, Dave Harner will take you to shoot baskets at Larry Bird's high school
8: gym. (laughs) Thanks.
0: Sorry, buddy. We'll be back with more.
6: At Ben Hogan Golf, we do things differently. We handcraft our clubs to your specifications, and we only sell online so you don't pay retail markup. We make exceptional golf clubs and deliver them directly to your door. Now that's different.
0: Ireland is home to over 400 courses, including a third of the world's natural links and a selection of exceptional championship courses in amazing locations, as well as hosting the prestigious Ryder Cup, Solheim Cup, and the Open. Experience golf like you never have before from Royal Portrush, Royal County Down, Port Marnock, Ballybunion, Bunyan, or Charlie. Let yourself be embraced by the culture and history and feel the warmth of the Irish people who will make you feel as though you have not left home, but return to it. For more information, log on to Ireland.com. Hey, Bryson. What
6: up? I was just going through Bristone's new online ball fitting. Pretty sweet, huh? Yeah, very cool. I just got fit to that new Tour BXS I've been playing.
4: Nice. I got fit to the Tour BX. It's a little faster.
6: Hold on. Here's Fred. Hey, guys. Am I doing this right? You've never looked better, Freddy. <laughs> Find your fit at BridgestoneGolf.com.
0: The Fairways of Life show is live weekdays at 8 a.m. Eastern time and 24-7 on demand as a digital radio and streaming television show. Download the Fairways of Life app and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Log in to fairwaysoflife.com for more information.
5: Are you an E or a C? Both have Ridgeback. These are loaded with pay. Which one are you gaming? Definitely E for me. It's just so forgiving. I'm definitely an E. C is for takeout.
7: What else? C is for kill it. C is me, low spinning bombs. So, are you an E or a C?
8: Hmm, I don't know. Hey, wait a minute.
7: Pound for pound,
8: nothing comes close.
1: This is the West. It tracks your swing in real time.
2: Got it. One zero one. Gives
1: you feedback in real time, so you feel where you are in your golf swing.
2: Transition, plus 4.2 inches. Length of backswing, 50.3 inches. The
4: ways that really helped me to keep that consistent swing.
8: Instead of guessing, I get the direct feedback.
2: Transition on plane.
8: That's the mic drop.
0: Yeah, that's Dominic. That's when we came here yesterday. I told him he had to try out the rocking chairs over at... uh, French Springs Hotel. And I'll tell you what, in the summertime, he's over there laughing as I'm showing this to the world on a loop over and over again. In the summertime, they have a little brass band right behind where those rocking chairs and the rocking chairs go all the way down that porch and people are eating ice cream and hanging out. And, and there's a kid zone over there. So, you know, obviously it's the Fairways Life Show. We're going to focus on the golf side of what we've been talking about. And this the fact that this Big Ten championship is surrounding us, it was cool watching the flags go up on, on the main flagpole with this huge American flag that you aim at when you're on the ninth tee. Uh, But there is so much more to do here for everything. You can imagine that whether it's horseback riding or taking a day out in the boat on the lake, you can do all those activities here at the French Lake Resort. There's the pool, uh, which is also massive. And yesterday I saw a lot of people at it because it was was really warm and sunny. We've got very fortunate with uh, the weather that we've had as yet at this time of year. Look at that classic car. And everything has been restored to that era of whether the car or the horses. There they are, Dom. They're in your rocking chairs right now. And that's the little trolley train that goes back and forth from one hotel to the other. It is a really cool place uh, for so many reasons. Obviously, the golf is one of the main reasons. And that's, that's West Baden. That's inside of that atrium, which is just stunning when you see it in person. Frenchlick.com is where you can log on and you can experience this yourself. Take a group in here like we did of friends and just hang out enjoy everything. Maybe it's hanging out at the casino, or maybe it's uh, the, any one of the huge variety of restaurants that they have uh, on site, or those that surra- in the surrounding town. A couple of nice sports pub in town that we're visiting, too. That's the lobby inside of the French Lake uh, Hotel. It's just incredible. And, and then the shuttles that take you back and forth. There they are, Dom. See them cranking the band in the background? That was right behind where you were sitting in all of your grand frivolity. Thank you so much, folks, for your company. It is always a delight to be able to take you to these different places. It is an honor to be associated with a place like the French Lick Resort, and so too to have the trust of the people that travel with us around the country and around the world. And we thank you for taking a trip with us because these are the type places that we go. And again, FrenchLick.com is the website if you would like to go here for yourself. Have a great one. Bye for now.